The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Tuesday, October 8th, 2019. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, the PlayStation 5 is coming in about a year, and Wired has the exclusive details. Hulu finally lets you download video. A gamer is banned for voicing support for Hong Kong protesters. How the Galaxy Fold was fixed. And Robinhood takes another crack at cash management. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Wired got a huge gaming exclusive this morning. It learned that the name of the next generation PlayStation console will be PlayStation 5. And the console will launch in time for the holidays... 2020. The console will have ray tracing acceleration in the GPU hardware itself. The hard drive will be SSD, and the new DualShock controllers will have haptic technology and triggers with varying degrees of resistance. Wired's Peter Rubin spoke with PlayStation system architect Mark Cerny. First, about that new controller, it's rumored to have a voice assistant built right into it, but Cerny did not confirm that at this point. Quote, The controller, which history suggests will one day be called the DualShock 5, though Cerny says it doesn't have a name yet, does have some features Cerny's more interested in acknowledging. One is adaptive triggers that can offer varying levels of resistance to make, say, shooting a bow and arrow feel like the real thing, the tension increasing as you pull the arrow back, or make a machine gun feel far different from a shotgun. It also boosts haptic feedback, far more capable than the rumble motor console gamers are used to, with highly programmable voice coil actuators located in the left and right grips of the controller. Combined with an improved speaker on the controller, the haptics can enable some astonishing effects. I played through a series of short demos, courtesy of the same Japan studio team that designed PlayStation VR's Astrobot Rescue Mission. In the most impressive, I ran a character through a platform level featuring a number of different surfaces, all of which gave distinct and surprisingly immersive tactile experiences. Sand felt slow and sloggy. Mud felt slow and soggy. On ice, a high-frequency response made the thumbsticks really feel like my character was gliding. Jumping into a pool, I got a sense of the resistance of the water. On a wooden bridge, a bouncy sensation, end quote. But really, the move to SSD, as Microsoft is rumored to be doing with Project Scarlet, will probably in the end be the biggest deal, at least for gaming on the new machine, quote, With that in hand, back to the PS5's solid-state drive, which Cerny first extolled for the way it can turn loading time from a hassle to a blink. It's not just the speed that makes the SSD formidable, he says, but the efficiency it offers. Think about the hard drive in a game console spinning like a 5400 RPM vinyl record. For the console to read a piece of information off the drive, it first has to send out the disk head, like a turntable needle, to find it. Each seek, as it's known, may only entail a scant handful of milliseconds, but seeks add up. 
To minimize them, developers will often duplicate certain game assets in order to form contiguous data blocks, which the drive can read faster. We're talking common stuff here, lampposts, anonymous passers-by. But data adds up too. Quote, if you look at a game like Marvel's Spider-Man, Cerny says, there are some pieces of data duplicated 400 times on the hard drive, end quote. The SSD sweeps away the need for all of that duping, so not only is its raw read speed dramatically faster than a hard drive, but it saves crucial space. How developers will take advantage of that space will likely differ. Some may opt to build a larger or more detailed game world. Others may be content to shrink the size of the games or patches. Either way, physical games for the PS5 will use 100 gigabyte optical discs inserted into an optical drive that doubles as a 4K Blu-ray player, end quote. Sounds good, but Twitch streamer A-Drive did have a pertinent question on Twitter, quote, Isn't it super bad marketing to announce a console for next year's holidays when we are heading into this year's holidays? Sounds like a good way to kill your Q4 sales, but you do you, Sony. Hulu has finally launched support for offline viewing, letting users download up to 25 titles across five devices with 30 days to watch any downloaded content. If you start to play something that you've downloaded, then you only have two days to finish watching it before it goes away. Initially, this download option will only be available to iOS users on Hulu's No Ads plan, quoting Sarah Perez in TechCrunch. When reached for comment, Hulu couldn't offer a timeline for when support would arrive on the ad-supported version of Hulu or whether those plans had been shelved. The company did say its focus was shifted this summer to mobile upgrades, including the interface update and live guide improvements. At launch, there are thousands of TV shows and movies offered for offline viewing, including Hulu originals like The Handmaid's Tale, Shrill, and The Act, as well as series like Family Guy, Desperate Housewives, This Is Us, How I Met Your Mother, and ER. In fact, the majority of content on Hulu is available for offline viewing, as its content agreements were already negotiated to allow for downloads. In a few cases, however, only past seasons of a TV show will be offered for download, end quote. Hulu will be adding a new downloads tab to the bottom of the app, and you can also search for content available to download by hitting up the See What's Downloadable link. If a title is available to download, you'll see an icon alerting you as such on the title page. Consolidation continues to be the order of the day in the digital media space. Group 9 has agreed to acquire women's lifestyle publisher PopSugar. Sources say the all-stock deal is worth $300 million and values Group 9 at more than $600 million, consistent with its last fundraising round. PopSugar shareholders will have 30% ownership of the combined company, and the combined entity is being valued at $1 billion, quoting the Wall Street Journal. PopSugar's top advertising categories of retail, beauty, and consumer packaged goods will be a nice complement to Group 9's, which include financial services and travel, the company said. Quote, there are lots of complementary revenue streams, Group 9 chief executive Ben Lehrer said in a joint interview with PopSugar's husband and wife co-founders Brian Sugar and Lisa Sugar. There is a shockingly small amount of cannibalization, end quote. PopSugar expects to have about $100 million in revenue this year, a person familiar with the matter said, end quote. So no doubt you've heard about the whole NBA, China, Hong Kong, Daryl Morey tweet controversy, but you might not know that there is a parallel controversy going on in the esports space. 
Activision Blizzard makes a game called Hearthstone that is popular in the esports space. There was recently a Hearthstone competition with a bunch of prize money at stake, and the winning competitor in that contest made pro Hong Kong protester statements after winning the tournament. Activision Blizzard is partially owned by Chinese company Tencent. You can probably guess where this is going. Quoting Bloomberg, Blizzard Entertainment said it was banning. Ingwei Chung, also known as Blitz Chung, from its professional Hearthstone esports competition for a year. Blizzard is also withholding money he had already earned in the company's top tier Grandmasters tournament, which Ing said in a Twitter message cost him ten thousand dollars of prize earnings. The move was triggered when Ing, dressed in a gas mask and goggles in defiance of authorities' ban on face masks. Used a slogan in support of Hong Kong's pro-democracy protesters during a post-match interview. Quote, After an investigation, we are taking the necessary actions to prevent similar incidents from happening in the future, Blizzard said in a statement on Chinese microblogging site Weibo. The official account of Hearthstone reposted Blizzard's statement in Chinese. Quote, We will, as always, resolutely safeguard the country's dignity. End quote. It added. End quote. Today. Hashtag boycott Blizzard has been trending across social channels. The Hacker News thread about this story has over 900 comments at the time of this recording, and in a tangentially related follow-up to a previous story, it also turns out that you remember that app we mentioned that got taken down from the App Store because it helped Hong Kong residents monitor protest activity in real time. Well, Apple did reinstate that app. It's available again for Hong Kong users, but apparently in iOS 13.1.2, Hong Kong users' emoji keyboards no longer include the Taiwanese flag. The Taiwanese flag has apparently been banned in iOS in mainland China for over a year. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only fourteen ninety-five at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get eighty percent off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte dot com. That's B Y T E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I have gotten some pushback from some of you about covering the Galaxy Fold saga. The argument made to me has been, "Hey, the phone is a flop. No one is buying it, Brian. So give up on it." But to that, I say, this is the first time in years anyone has tried to do something meaningfully different. To smartphone design beyond the usual 2001 monolith-style rectangular slab, so I'm here for people at least trying stuff. And also, how often do you see such a high-profile product launch implode so spectacularly? So I admit I am interested in iFixit's new teardown of the Galaxy Fold to find out how Samsung in quotes fixed the fold, and if it really is fixed. Quoting iFixit. We found covers over the gaps on either side of the display crease and tape 
around the inside of the hinge, both working to keep debris away from the backside of the display. For further reinforcement, there's an extra layer of metal bonded to the back of the display. Last but not least, the screen protector is slightly larger, hiding its tempting edges beneath the plastic bezel. That said, this thing is still pretty fragile. We'll have to see how it holds up in the real world, but for now, we can't help but wonder, why weren't these revisions a part of the first fold? It took reviewers and us less than a week to figure out the phone's weak points. Why ship something they must have known could be so easily breakable, end quote. Yes, that is why I still find the Fold saga fascinating. Speaking of products that needed tweaking before launch, Robinhood today unveiled cash management, which earns a 2.05 annual percentage yield on uninvested money that's just sitting around in users' Robinhood accounts. Cash management also features the ability to spend that money through a MasterCard debit card. The waitlist for this product opens today in the U.S., but about that need for tweaking, quoting Josh Constein in TechCrunch, the $7.6 billion valuation startup first attempted something similar in December with Robinhood checking, promising a stunningly tall 3% interest rate. But the product turned into a PR disaster when the Securities Investor Protection Corporation that was supposed to insure users' funds declared Robinhood ineligible, with its CEO noting it had never agreed to cover the checking accounts. That led Robinhood to shelve the feature, scrub its site of any mention of checking, and apologize. Now, Despite CEO Bot claiming cash management is a brand new program built from the ground up, end quote, it will offer the exact same debit card design and network of 75,000 ATMs. It's even using an identical promo image for its half-translucent green, black, white, and American flag debit card designs, but each user's funds will be covered by the FDIC up to $1.25 million. To get around the $250,000 FDIC limit per bank, Robinhood is partnering with five banks that it will spread a user's cash across as necessary to bundle up to that sum. Robinhood earns money by taking a chunk of the interchange fees from transactions on its debit card run in partnership with Sutton Bank, and from a fee paid by the five banks cash gets swept into. To help it avoid further regulatory missteps, Robinhood yesterday added former SEC Commissioner Dan Gallagher as its first independent board member. He joins the startup's recently hired COO, CFO, Chief Compliance Officer, VP of Risk and Compliance, and VP of Legal and Regulatory to bring more supervision to Robinhood, end quote. Yes, when it comes to financial products, it can be a good idea to have your regulatory ducks in a row before launching. Researchers have translated what bats say to each other. Brian, you might be thinking, that's cool, but what is the tech angle here? Well, the tech angle is that it's a machine learning algorithm that helped researchers decode the squeaks of Egyptian fruit bats. So there, that's the tech angle fig leaf that I'm hiding behind to give you this story because one way or another, I just think this is cool. Quoting the Smithsonian, according to Raman Skiba at Nature, Neuroecologist Yossi Yovel and his colleagues recorded a group of 22 Egyptian fruit bats for 75 days. Using a modified machine learning algorithm originally designed for recognizing human voices, they fed 15,000 calls into the software. Then they analyzed the corresponding video to see if they could match the calls to certain activities. They found that the bat noises 
are not just random, as previously thought, reports Skiba. They were able to classify 60% of the calls into four categories. One of the call types indicates that the bats are arguing about food. Another indicates a dispute about their positions within the sleeping cluster. A third call is reserved for males making unwanted mating advances. And the fourth happens when a bat argues with another bat sitting too close. In fact, the bats make slightly different versions of the calls when speaking to different individuals within the group, similar to a human using a different tone of voice when talking to different people. Skippa points out that besides humans, only dolphins and a handful of other species are known to address individuals rather than making broad communication sounds. The research appears in the journal Scientific Reports, end quote. Yeah, it turns out that not only do bats address each other as individuals, but... When they do talk, it's mostly fighting and bickering. Which makes me wonder, though, might machine learning eventually enable us to interpret what other mammals, like, I don't know, our dogs, are saying to us? Sort of like in the movie Up? If so, I am totally here for that. Talking to our pets, that is exactly the sort of flying cars and jetpacks future that we were promised all along. Hey, I haven't asked for ratings and reviews in a while, but I checked the Apple Podcasts reviews this morning, and the most recent one was from a troll, so I'd really love to bury that. So if you've never rated or reviewed and or reviewed, I suppose, the show, please do so. It helps other people find this podcast. And don't limit yourself to Apple Podcasts either. Anywhere you can rate and review the Tech Meme Ride Home, kindly do so. Thanks for your help, and talk to you tomorrow.